is proof that you can ever get that we still love the name of Jesus.
degrees on I am the church. The place that you dwell in is a building. But what makes the building become the church is the church you bring. See, we done messed it all up and just think the building is in. And so we live like we ain't the church. And so you wonder what's wrong with the building because what did you bring? Did you bring the church with you? And the first part of it, it was God explaining to you that you are the church and why are you the church? Then he talked about your character and conduct as, as the church should be. And then we then drifted into where Jesus came and laid down the foundation of what the church is going to act like and become into a lost and dying world. We talked about being the light. We're talking about don't put a lampshade on it. And we're supposed to let our light shine. But see, we got to understand some things about what God and Jesus brought when he came to her. In your Sunday school lesson, it was talking about discipleship and the reason why many people don't want to become a disciple is because it's going to cost you something. See, you accept everything. The world ain't free. But when it comes to God saying, I need something from you, all of a sudden you can't give it to God. But Jesus came to preach about the kingdom. Now, I got some, some preparations on the way we've been talking about the kingdom. The kingdom he preached ain't the kingdom I am. Because the kingdom he preached, he made a criteria of what the kingdom folk better on the citizens should be acting like. See, that's why when he said, he had seven of them following him around, and he said, to be my disciple, if you want to be one, these are the requirements, and there was only 12 left. I got a feeling the more we, as a church, start going back to the standards of the kingdom, it won't be too many people hanging out in the church. Because they're just going to say, well, I'm saved, but just let me in. Because I can do my own thing. But Jesus said, see, we are in a fasting period. But he came and preached only one message. He preached about the kingdom. But one of the great requirements of the kingdom is in the ceremony of the mount. Unfortunately, today the church says we can't live the sermon of the mount. Well, then I don't have a God that can do all things. I'm just quoting the Bible. So when we look at the Sermon of the Mount, it is the guidelines for us to deal with the unbelievers. And he described the character of the kingdom citizens. So when you look at Matthew 5, 1 through 12, you got your criteria. But that's not what I'm talking after he said that, he said in Matthew 13, let me tell you who you are. He said, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, oh, 
I think we done lost some flavor. Matter of fact, I know we ain't even salty. Matter of fact, I know we done substituted salt for everything she got high blood pressure. So, y'all know you can't be salty because you got issues because your blood pressure and you got to get off the salt. So I know that's why we done lost some flavor for Christ. Shall it be seasoned? It is then conducive, or I mean good, for nothing to be thrown out and trampled under the feet. See, see, we gotta understand Jesus used stuff that was common at day day. Well, salt ain't left us either. We just choose not to be salt. Because we don't understand that we are the salt of the earth. Oh, you can be seated now because I might be here for two minutes. <laughs> see, but when see, this is why you shouldn't feel bad when the preacher starts to talk about becoming a disciple, because you got to ask yourself, am I willing to be a disciple? So if he if you done decided I'm just gonna be saved and I'm good, then you don't have to listen. Because a disciple is where God done said the church done lost what it's supposed to be doing. We're no longer discipling people. We just trying to get them down here, get their $3 out of their pocket, and see if we can have a church full of folks and hear how big our house is, and then let them go back and be unsalt, unflavored people that has no impact on the world that we're supposed to have an impact on. I didn't write this, but he said that you are the salt of the earth. Now, why in the world does the earth need to be salted? Because the unbeliever don't have no salt. He have no flavor. He have no substance. He is a stale piece of meat or person that has just existed, and he's going to decay and rot when the day comes. But he said, you are the salt. So he said that we must, through the Beatitudes, be able to understand what kind of characteristics in life we're supposed to live. He said that this is not, see, our problem is we're so fleshly that we forget that this is spiritually what needs to be done. These are, see, the Beatitudes is not a characteristic of how to live fleshly. Because that don't mean, see, you, to live fleshly, you're going to gratify you. But to live spiritually, the Beatitudes is saying, you got to give up yourself. Because blessed are those that do the things that I done called them to do. But we can't do that fleshly. We got to become spiritual. And how many times I got this question this morning, and it just it, it, it just fit right in with their, they came and asked. They said, well, why did Satan tempt Jesus with bread when we, when he came out of his fire? The same reason that we get tempted on our problem. We so busy feeding the flesh that we don't feed the spirit so we fall to the lust of things in life. But the church says that's okay. But the Bible says that's not true. 
So which one you want to hear? The things of man or the things of God? Because God keeps saying the world is going to lead you astray. And as long as you got itching ears to the world, God is saying you may not enter on somebody. Let me not go in because I don't want to preach you in the grill. Let me say this. To deal with these spiritual characteristics, the follower of Jesus, that's why that song was so appropriate when he said, I love the name of Jesus. Well, I don't know how much we really love that name. See, I think we love our name above his name. Because people of Jesus, true Jesus folk, they know that they are part of a kingdom that has a wholesome effect of what God wants done. They know, and at least, let me help you. I know that I am the salt of the earth. I know that I am the light of the world. I know that I, God sends me into darkness and he let me illuminate good to those that need to see Christ in their life. I know that I got a salt that's about me that needs to bring into some sprinkling to bring on and give them something that can preserve them from where they don't want to go because salt back in those days and still today is an ingredient to bring and preserve life. Jesus used it to speak truths about God. And in various things he said that in this metaphoric talking and the nature of it that the people, the Dead Sea is the most saltiest element on earth. It's saltier than the ocean. So they understood how salt was. We in Kansas, we got salt all around us. We, we, we watch this. Now, this, is, this is watch this. Just like you Kansans, just like salt was back then, some of the Roman soldiers sometimes was being paid in salt. It was called solenium, where we get the word from Latin, which means salary. They got salt as a payment. Here's your solarium for your servant, but really that's your salary for what you had to do. So why in the world would they pay a Roman soldier salt, and what good was it? Because if the salt with that Roman soldier used and understood as he got on his travels and had to go fight distant war, he needed that salt to do many things to get him to his destination. The church should be functioning as the salt of the earth. And we shouldn't lose our saltiness just because we got to go into battle. And you need it because no far, you don't know how far you got to go to get there. Because salt preserves food. Salt 
take care of you in your heart and you, you, you dehydrate and you put salt back in your body. See, Gatorade and all of that, that we place salt, but inside is the salt that you need to preserve yourself. Salt is something that the church is supposed to do because they got to go into a battle and into a journey and you're going to need this salt because you need to not only have salt with you, but you got to be able to give salt to others that you done brought to Christ so that they can understand that they're not born salty. They got to get born again and to get salty. And it is through us that we are able to soothe the salt. That's what Jesus emphasized. Don't lose your saltiness. We choose to lose our saltiness because salt with God was important. It's important with the church today. And if you're the church, you're supposed to have salt. If you're the church, you suppose now let me use another word. See, I get to look at their eyes and especially when you start looking at young folks and see they they uh, they they love to use terms that that twist it. Like with young people when you mention salt, they, they use it, well you salty, well you all mad and upset and ready to fight. See, 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 we done changed the way words are supposed to use so when you talking to folk, you got to watch out because they'll say, well, God, the pastor said I can be salty, cussing you out. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about that kind of salt. I'm talking about the biblical salt. And so the church is supposed to be a salt for the community. We're supposed to be visible in the community. And we're supposed to have a life of salt that is supposed to help the community move along. Just like the light in the world, the salt has a purpose. And in our communities, we're losing our saltiness because the salt that we're supposed to be, they no longer come to the church nor advise the church or look for the church for the moral standards and things that we're supposed to live by. Or even if the Bible says it, they go everywhere else to get advice on what to do. And the church is supposed to stand in the community and be a light or salt to the things that is being done. And if they don't do nothing else, they'll look and see that light, that salt is there to make me think about what's going on. That's why I'm proud of the Methodist Church. When they made that great vote, they looked in the Bible. They didn't look at their philosophies. They didn't look at their doctrine. They didn't look at their opinions. And they didn't look at the culture. And they didn't look and see what was it. They looked at the light of God through the word of God. And they made a decision. You can go do what you want to do. But we're going to stick to the word of God and do what God. And that's going to affect the community. We essential to the well-being of this earth. The salt is a unique and significant thing. Not only have you been, see, we don't see We don't see these things anymore, but, but your parents and grandparents grew up with this stuff where they knew to preserve food yeah. through salt. That's right. Now, I didn't learn this until I got overseas. 
And I saw the, the meat be hanging up and, and I see fish and stuff. But they, they always made sure that it was covered in salt because salt is a preservative that can help make the food last longer and don't be spoiled versus all these artificial, I think what's wrong with us today, it ain't, we done put all these artificial ingredients in this stuff and I think that affected our brain because you know why I think that's why I think that I'm just going to say what I think. That I done traveled from coast to coast and I see the same attitude throughout the country. It got to be some common denominator that is making the folk act this way. And I think what it is, it's gotta be in the food because that's what everybody eats. Because these folks act the same. No matter where you go. But salt adds zeal and zest to your food. When it's flat and don't taste good, you, you throw some salt on it. But see, it's, it's, it's part of making your body healthy. But see, when God says for us, he wants the church to throw the salt on a tasteless society. He wants us to throw a salt on a tasteless government. He wants us to throw salt on a tasteless environment that is trying to change itself because it's steady losing its salt and it's going away from what God done said and what needs to be done. And you are the salt of this earth. You are expected by God to throw salt where salt needs to be thrown. Amen. Salt is an antiseptic. It cleanses. See, most of us rather get cleansed by Jim Bean. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to Negroes. E.N.J. Hennessy. Oh, yeah, y'all gonna help me tell you. Your, your, your slaves are gonna come on. Come on, tell me. Tell me, you gonna let me know which one I miss. But I, 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 this ain't a bar, so I can't give you all your drinks. But you got the just that that you, 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 the salt that you supposed to be is a cleaning agent within the community. We supposed to be able to help clean up stuff and start help clean up people's lives. And see, you can't be a disciple if you don't care about people. Because you need to go and help people get their lives straight. I know you know a whole bunch of folk whose lives are so messed up, but you have something that they need to be clean on the inside so that they can get their lives together. See, they want to drink it, smoke it, snort it, and do whatever they can to put it in. But if you can get them to Jesus, then they'll get the salt that'll start to clean them up from the inside. And then they don't have to worry about what they drink and what they snort and what they smoke. Because they're going to get cleaned from the inside. Salt is used so that you don't decay. I'm not here to judge or say something that is so wrong, but I ain't crazy. I know what I see. And I don't think we cannot deny that we're losing our spirituality each generation. 
I don't think we can deny that we're losing our culture and our community and we're watching it decay. I remember growing up, this used to be a good and beautiful community that the people of the world used to come and look at Wichita, Kansas on how the blacks used to live. But now look at what we got. It has decayed and it has failed and it has not longer been functional. And the reason why is because the church has lost its salt and it no longer wants to be an impact into the community. It rather let the community impact it. But God keeps saying, let your light shine and become salty in a world that needs to have flavor in his life. I know we, I watch us all the time. And I ain't nothing wrong with the help. But it's something that you got to understand. If you're going to start getting in people's lives and you're going to start counseling people and you're going to start trying to help them change, let me tell you something. Quit giving them stuff that only lasts for a little while. You need to give them stuff that's going to last for a long time. You need to stop giving them stuff that's going to make them get through the day. You need to give them stuff that's going to make them live all the way to eternity. See, it's not a right now time. That's what's wrong with it. You need to give them a future that God done gave them. We so busy trying to fix them right now. Let me tell you something. It's going to take time to fix what needs to be done. You need to give them life changing salt instead of day changing salt and with life changing salt they got hope to get them through the bad times they got hope to get them through the good times they got hope to get them through the lifetime that's why they keep doing all these pills at you Because we're not giving them the truth. And some of us will sit there and say, well, Pastor, I hear you. But I done tried the church. That's your problem. You quit trying the church. Because what you're really saying is I'm trying me. Because the church ain't this building. The church is you. So are you fixing you? See, we too busy trying to fix others. What about your church? What do your church look like? What do your church act like? See, when your church get it together, then you can help other folks' church. So quit blaming everybody else about your problem. You need to look and see what your church is like. Because if your church is like the Bible says, then you can become the salt unto this earth and you can help others. But if your church ain't nowhere close to the Bible, then how are you going to help another church? But then Jesus did something very dangerous that we think he don't do. Because you know why? This is how we read the scripture. <clears throat> Let me read it for you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, so what? You just keep on going and it don't matter. Because God is going to forgive you and you don't have to worry about anything. Amen. Did y'all read that? Wait a minute. Did, did you read it? Now, let's see what Jesus said. Jesus said, but if the salt loses its flavor, it shall be seasoned, and it is then nothing, and to be thrown out and trampled. Now, this is what we don't want to hear. 
Jesus said that the saltless people will do harm to the world. When salt loses its saltness, they did not throw it on the in, into the crops and stuff. They throw it on the ground or on the road so it can be trampled. Because they didn't want the salt to contaminate the soil or anything. Well, when the church starts losing its saltiness, it has now become contaminated. And it's no longer good. Now, a church, when it loses its saltiness, is going to start preaching false doctrine. When the church is going to start preaching itching ear, the church is going to start preaching what the people want to hear. The church is going to start losing its saltiness because the church is going to try to be what God didn't call it to be because it done lost. It ain't need to be put on the ground and let the traffic run over it because it's no longer good because it can't do what it's designed to do. God said that you need to isolate the saltless people and let them do their own thing because a salt person don't need to hang around with saltless people. Now let me help you out. You think and discipline when you just keep don't read. You keep thinking that you can hang out with saltless people and you can put salt on them to make it salty. According to the word of God, once it loses its salt, you can't do nothing with it. You might as well let it go. You might as well let it get trouble because you can't save it. Oh, I'm about ready now. I'm about ready now. I know that was a revelation that you get out there talking about what the Bible said. It says that saltless need to be isolated. Then he goes on and says the salt can and it becomes contaminated. And then this is what's so bad about it. So when you let it get contaminated, it don't stop and can just contaminate itself. It starts contaminating us. And you might as well just get rid of it because it's no good. See, God is saying you got to guard against what you've been doing. You can't let your salt die and become saltless. You gotta work on your attitude. You gotta work on your character. You gotta work on your ambition. You can't become saltless because a saltless person, I don't care who you are, you can't get your flavor back. You are dead, and you are dead, and you are dead. But God said, protect yourself and make sure that you are the salt that I have created you to be. He says, saltiness is what's going to be in this earth. You didn't go straight to heaven the day you got saved. The day you got saved, salt came into your life. He said, go and spread salt on this earth and preserve those that needed to be preserved. Somebody ought to shout, I'm a salty person today. Somebody ought to shout, that I'm not dead, but I'm alive.
What is the second commandment? All right, now. But technically, see, you done learned it wrong. See, when they asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? He quoted two. He didn't quote one. All right, now. See, that's our problem. We only want the first one. Then God is sitting there like, oh Lord, I just love you to death. You said no. Let me wait a minute. We got some more in this church. I'm going to just be honest. The more Satan can isolate you, the worse you get. You think you are right. But the worse you get. Because you need each other. You need other churches, not building people, to encourage you to do the work of God. And when we learn those things, we can hug somebody. Come on now! What is she supposed to do? Because when we learn to do that, then we'll become what we're supposed to be. 